Welcome to Ira's Everything Bagel, where I talk with intriguing people about everything, their passions, pursuits, and points of view. For those who despair about independent journalism in America, a Nevada example may lift your spirits. My guest today is John Ralston, CEO of the Nevada Independent, a nonpartisan nonprofit news and opinion website founded in 2017. John is also publisher of the Ralston Report, which is featured on the Nevada Independent website. For everything about the Nevada Independent, go to thenevadaindependent.com and you can follow them on Twitter at the NVIndy and on Facebook and Instagram at the Nevada Independent. And you can follow John on Twitter at Ralston Reports. And John, welcome to the show. Hi, Ira. Welcome back to my other show. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, because people are listening from outside of Nevada as well as inside, why did you decide to start the Nevada Independent? Well, I'd always wanted to, to kind of have the capstone of my career be running a news organization. I'd always uh, thought it was something I might be good at. And it was kind of a confluence of events that led me here. The, the, the Review Journal, the largest paper in the state, had just been purchased a little while ago by Sheldon Adelson, the, the late billionaire owner of, of the Sands and other properties. And the sun was kind of setting. And, and uh, the, 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 there was a need, I thought. For, for a, a, a nonprofit, nonpartisan uh, website uh, with some of the youngest, most aggressive, talented reporters in the state being the core of it. And so that was the kernel of the idea. And uh, that's where it started. I probably came, I probably decided to seriously do it in about middle of 2016. And what was your business model? Because clearly, yes, it's Las Vegas, which is growing all the time, but it's not Los Angeles or New York or in a California or New York type of environment. And so you're, you're operating in the middle of the desert, and yet for Las Vegas, and of course the rest of the state is very rural. How did you decide you were going to make this work? Well, my business model at the beginning was basically prayer. And then, <laughs> <laughs> after that, after that I, I believe that there was a, a yearning out there uh, both in terms of readership and donors, for a place where that could be trusted. The media had fallen and continues to fall in such esteem among people that I, that I thought that I had developed enough contacts, that, that I had built up enough of a reputation where people would want to contribute, would want uh, to donate, and that I would be able to attract uh, stellar talent. And luckily, that all turned out to be true. And I think another part of this puzzle too. And the reason I opened the way I did was journalism has been affected probably the last 10 years, 15 years, because of a number of reasons, including layoffs, including challenges from web-based services, and just the fact that it's not easy to bring good journalism to people. It costs money unless you're going to simply retweet or repost some other news entity, which, of course, a lot of organizations do. Yeah, so I didn't want to do that. Uh, I, I, what I wanted to do was present news in a different way than most news outlets do, uh, especially in Nevada. And that was to uh, allow for in-depth, longer daily pieces. Uh, most news organizations let their reporters write uh, six, 800, maybe if they're lucky, 1,200 word stories. I essentially told my reporters and this at times uh, proved to be uh, foolish, right as long as you want. Uh, and and uh, they have, and, and, they, and they've taken it to heart and, and they've uh, uh, embraced the mission. And we've built a culture here 
uh, in a little over five years where, where people really believe in that mission and they want to do things differently. They want to they want to not just have the elites reading us, but have everyday Nevadans and a lot of people outside of the state, uh, by the way, who are interested in what's going on in Nevada, government, education, gaming, uh, environmental issues. I believe I have the best environmental reporter in the country working uh, for, for, for the independent. He's done spectacular work. His name is Daniel Rothberg. And, and, and we've covered a lot of things in depth, but we also cover campaigns. We also cover breaking news when we can. Do you find that the reaction of the main, I'll call it the mainstream media because you're an independent, web reporting service. Do you find that the reaction to the local in Las Vegas and in Nevada in general news media was hostile initially, accepting, or what was the reaction of most of the media in, in the state? I think with the exception of one outlet, uh, we were essentially embraced. Uh, that the people saw us as, as uh, they knew the people I hired, the three great young reporters that we started with all had reputations they had built on, on their own, Megan Messerly, uh, Michelle Rendells, and Riley Snyder were all seen as great young talents. Uh, and, and having another voice out there, I think, was uh, seen as, as, as a boon and, and not as something uh, to be criticized or as the Review Journal and its management tried to do for a while, simply pretend we did not exist. Uh, and that was that was just foolish on, on their part, because uh, we were going to last. We were we were going to survive. We were going to endure and we were going to do things differently. And so um, and, and I mean, at the upper management levels at the Review Journal, I read, there's a lot of reporters there who were privately very complimentary and are friends of mine. Uh, and, and others, so and friends with with reporters on my side. But the the RJ wasn't going to stop us. Uh, their business model was failing. Their 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 credibility was uh, diminishing. Uh, and and we just uh, we just stood beside them and told people compare. Did you ever get a recognition by the Review Journal that you existed? Um, they are very loath to to uh, put the words the Nevada Independent in any of their stories. I have heard tales of reporters who credited us as as as, uh, as should be done when another news organization writes something or especially breaks news, and it's been taken out of their of their stories. It's just it's just very sad that kind that kind of behavior. As if anybody looks at our site, we credit other news organizations, and hyperlink to them all the time. Apparently, there was no hyperlink training at the Review <laughs> Journal, because even when they mention us, they seem unable to actually link to the site. I mean, this is all so incredibly petty, but it's just inside baseball, and, and nobody really cares except, you know, even my staff, and, 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 I, and, and I laugh about it uh, these days because uh, it's just so comical. One thing you said earlier that, struck my fancy was that you encouraged your reporters, and you, were, you had second doubts after a while, or second thoughts after a while, to take as long as you want in terms of writing about a piece. And it's almost in contravailing logic to what seems to be a diminishing lack of attention or attention span. Are you finding from feedback from readers that, in fact, it's welcomed? Well, um, for, first of all, I was being half facetious when I said it was foolish. Of course you were. We've run very, very long pieces and we do almost every day. 
And I believe that there was a yearning out there for that kind of coverage. People wanted to understand the world around them. They didn't want to just uh, uh, click on clickbait headlines or read 280 characters on Twitter. And that was going to be enough uh, for them. They, they, they wanted to do it. And, and I, I believed in that. And the feedback that we've gotten um, uh, has been very, very good. But I didn't need that feedback. We have something better. We have data. We, we, have, we have analytics that show that the hang time, meaning the amount of time people spend on our sites is well, and our stories is well above average, uh, four to five minutes, uh, which it can take to read more than one story or even one of our stories. Uh, and, and so uh, the proof is in the data. And so uh, we are very happy about uh, how long people are spending on the site on average. You mentioned analytics. Do you find that your use of technology really helps out the site? You're able to do things that you could in some other kinds of media. Uh, there's no question about it. First of all, we have a great chief technical officer uh, who built the site and who maintains the site and has come up with great innovations. Uh, his name is CJ Keeney, and, and, and he is an essential and exceptional employee of the Indy. Uh, but it's more than that. Uh, I mean, I'm not quite a Luddite. I'm, I'm actually, for a guy my age, I understand how uh, the web works. But these young people who work for me are so savvy and have come up with so many tremendous ideas uh, for how to make the site better, uh, more user-friendly, more informative. I, I would urge people listening to this and to you, Ira, too, if you have not done so, look at our election page. Uh, as the primary approaches. We've done so many great things with that election uh, page. Uh, thanks to CJ and, and some of the other members of the team. Uh, I couldn't be prouder, but it's gotten better every cycle. And uh, as you said, we started in 27, 2017. So now uh, we're, in, we're in, I can't believe it, our fourth, uh, elect, I guess it's our third election cycle, technically. So you don't count gray hairs per year, do you? So uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm just lucky to have any hair. Left. <laughs> <laughs> so I alluded earlier to the technology helping journalism and also the fact that journalism has changed. What is the state of modern journalism from your perspective? Well, I mean, generally it's not good. Although I would say there are, uh, um, uh, there are some glimmers of hope, and I, most of them, by the way, are in the nonprofits uh, uh, field. Uh, when I started the Independent, we were not the first, not even close to the first, but there are only a few dozen at most. And uh, I consulted with the head of, of maybe the most successful nonprofit journalism operation in the country, uh, Evan Smith at the Texas Tribune, and he became something of a mentor to me. And uh, I talked to him about uh, do's and don'ts and pitfalls and what worked and what hasn't uh, for them. Uh, and and uh, and so uh, I, I, I've now seen, as I said, there were a few dozen in 2017. There are hundreds of nonprofit sites. Now, I believe it's the model for the future. I don't believe the for-profit model, unless you happen to be owned by a billionaire who's, who's, who's willing to hemorrhage cash, that you are going to be able to survive in the long run. I actually hope I'm wrong about that, but I don't think so. And do you find that your model, and of course, your fame is spreading not only regionally, but nationally, do you find your model will be adapted or adopted by other communities and other media outlets to not copy you exactly, but just take the structure and then clearly focus it on local and state reporting? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's going on all over the place now. And it's not just about copying the independent. It's about copying the general model of covering government, especially state houses, better uh, covering local government, which is something we don't do very well yet, but but it's on my list of, of reporters uh, to hire next to cover more local uh, government. But uh, people, again, uh, they find that people have distrust of government. They find it confusing. They find it to be this labyrinth. They find it to be full of uh, phoniness and lies. And, and they're not wrong about that, but they need people to parse that for them, to show them what's really going on, to explain issues to them. That's why we do explainers all the time. Um, we call them Indie Explains, and my reporters do a phenomenal job of researching uh, uh, the, these issues. But we also just don't do he said, she said in campaign stories either. We don't go cover press conferences where candidate X is attacking candidate Y. We try to put things in context. We try to show where candidates really differ. We try even though, we, again, we don't have quite the bandwidth that I would like to do this, to do fact checks. Uh, sometimes we will do them within stories, which a lot of journalists are loath to do. And sometimes we will do them completely uh, separately. Um, we are going through a transition now, just as many organizations are. We started uh, with six people or so back in 2017. We just hired our 25th, I believe, employee, uh, Ira. So we're, we're doing well in that sense, but we're still not doing enough. I want to do more, but uh, this this is, uh, especially with the role that I took on at the beginning and even more so now, trying to keep this thing sustainable, keep it going, keep donors donating, especially small recurring donors, uh, monthly donors, which is what, what allows uh, an enterprise like this to endure over the long haul. Uh, it's, it's hard. But this has been by far uh, not just the hardest, but the most rewarding thing I've done. And as you know, a very long career. <laughs> and a lot of books, too. <laughs> not a lot, no. Well, in not. my opinion, a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> but is the population base enough in Las Vegas and in Reno and then the rest of Nevada for you to increase donor levels? Yeah, I mean, you don't get anything for donating except uh, for uh, feeling good, I hope, about uh, helping a, a, a great nonprofit journalism site uh, become uh, sustainable. Our site is free. There's no paywall, uh, as most other news organizations have, including in Nevada. Uh, we, we've never had a paywall. I hope I'm knocking on wood here that we never uh, have a paywall. Uh, our site is free. People don't have to donate, but if they appreciate what we're doing, we, we hope they will. Uh, we have just been able to do something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, I've essentially been uh, the chief fundraiser and, and, and I've kept the thing going and I've raised the most money. But now I've been able to, because of a grant from the American Journalism Project, hire a three-person team uh, the, uh, uh, that is now out there uh, helping to raise money and ma make this enterprise uh, successful. I promoted uh, uh, Elizabeth Thompson, my longtime number two, helped me start the site to editor last year. She's doing a great job. And so that frees me up. I'm also working on a book project, but it frees me up to take them to step back a little bit and look at both sides and see where I think improvements can be made. Do your three-person fundraising group run up into people who say, well, yes, I'd like to donate, but I'd like to meet John face to face. 
that that is going to happen. They have just started. We think that'll happen at certain levels. And I've already told them uh, I, I'm available to do that at any time. And I'm sh- I'm still going to have to raise from certain people, I think. But that they, they, they can they can now build the foundation for the future. I think. Looking at the operation of Nevada Independent, how does it work compared to a typical newsroom? Is there a meeting every morning? Are there assignments? And also part two, and you can tie it all in, is during COVID, you were still able to do everything because you just work from home or other places, other just not in, in an office setting. So how does that whole operation work to give our listeners an insight into that? Well, I, I, when I started this, I, I decided I wasn't going to have an actual physical location. Uh, that, that's a huge cost, as you know, and there was no real reason to do it. Uh, first of all, these young people love to work remotely and they can meet each other in coffee shops. Well, it's back to technology again, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And and so uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't need that. And so what they do is well, the, the, there is a platform that most people are familiar with called Slack that we, that we have where reporters every morning check in uh, and, and, and tell the editor what uh, the, the, they are doing that day. And the editor responds by saying, sounds good. What about this? Uh, we need to cover this. Uh, and, and, and it's just like a normal newsroom meeting that you might see in All the President's Men or some other famous journalism movie, Spotlight, But uh, for, for example. But it's occurring virtually. And that's really how these things work at a lot of news organizations these days. What about the deadline? Are there, because you're, again, you're on a website, situation. So it's not the same as printing a paper. It has to get out there by a certain time. You have a lot more, I assume, flexibility. Uh, There is flexibility. I mean, the reporters uh, let the editors and and the the editor, we also have three great assistant editors now. We've been able to expand the editing team too, which has been very, very helpful. And we've promoted from within for all of those uh, positions, which has been great too. And they're all just very different, but super great uh, editors, uh, after being reporters uh, their, their uh, entire career, the, the reporters let them know they're communicating all day long about when stories will be done, when, when stories have fallen through. All that kind of stuff occurs mostly through Slack. Interesting. And do you find that all of a sudden a story pops up, everybody drops what they're working on, and perhaps half the team goes in, if it's a big story, to cover it? or the whole team goes to cover it, if there's some major event happening somewhere in Nevada, does it work that uh, way as well? It's relatively rare that will happen. Uh, it has happened. Uh, you know, ma- major politician resigns, major politician gets indicted, major politician decides not to run again. Those kinds of things will be in all hands or most hands on deck, and we will get the story out fastest and uh, uh, better than anybody else, uh, I, I believe. But we we don't we we don't pride ourselves necessarily on getting every story out there uh, first and breaking it. I just want to break all the important ones and the ones that are in our wheelhouse. And we've been we've been pretty good about that, Ira. It's always a challenge, isn't it, John? When you're looking at stories to decide what's the most important one, and then there's also the issue of how many are enterprise stories, how many are going to be investigated as opposed to just reporting. And how does that work for the independent? 
Well, I mean, I mean, that, that there's constant discussions uh, all day long about that and about which stories should lead the site, which stories need more time. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, you'll remember this because you're uh, uh, old like me, but it's like those uh, old or- or- Orson Welles Gallo commercials, no story before it's time. Uh, and and, and uh, I've said that to my staff a lot. And, and so I'm OK if there's only one story on the site. Uh, overnight that that happens uh, relatively regularly as long as it's a good robust uh, story and so uh, things change um, uh, sometimes stories get done faster sometimes stories fall through that's the nature of the beast but we are different in the sense that uh, we don't have to be like a, 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 a paper like the RJ that has all this overnight content because they cover sports, they cover crime, uh, and 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 uh, they have to you know show off for their partners at Allegiant Stadium. We don't have to do any of that stuff. Uh, we 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 are okay with just presenting a robust story on the site uh, over overnight and doing stuff during the day, posting stuff during the day. Happens all the time. I have to throw in it's a small world because you mentioned Orson Welles. My last guest was an author, Joe McBride, who wrote several books on Orson Welles. So another salute to Orson Welles, and this time by John Ralston. I like that. Are there any beats that the Nevada Independent decides not to follow because it's just not within the realm of reporting for the website? Well, I mean, I, I, that's a difficult question. Example, example, would be, example would be like sports. Yeah, well, we don't cover sports. Uh, my wife keeps telling me we need to have a sports page to um, broaden our readership, but we're not ready to do that yet. We don't need to do that uh, yet. We cover the business of sports a little bit. Howard Stutz, the veteran reporter who I, you probably know, does that uh, for us. He's covered a lot of issues related to the Raiders and the speculation about the A's coming. Uh, and, and so we cover the business of sports, but we're not going to cover sports, at least not uh, in, in the near future. I want to do as I said earlier uh, to you, I want to do a lot more reporting on local government, local government coverage in Nevada, ever since I've lived here has been spotty. Uh, there have not been enough resources devoted to covering not just the Clark County Commission, although that's true, not just the Las Vegas City Council, although that's true, but there's no coverage essentially uh, on a regular basis of North Las Vegas and Henderson, which are two of the largest cities in the state. I'm not saying that nobody covers them, but it's not covered in the way that it should be in, in depth. And we are going to do that eventually. And it takes time. Again, you're a relatively new operation and it's amazing how much you've accomplished so far. So I think people who know you or know the Nevada Independent are patient about what other roads you're going to be traveling down. And it all depends, again, as you said earlier, on donors and contributions and funding. So without that, you, you guys can't, can't go beyond where you are. And yet where you are is covering so much stuff that is not covered or not covered enough or not covered as thoroughly. Yeah, that's, that's what I believe. And, and, and you're right. And, and I hope people keep donating. Um, my, my feeling about the site is I've told the new revenue team and I've told everyone I talk to, and a lot of people still don't know about us, too many people don't know about us, is if I can get people on the site, they'll be hooked. They'll see that it's different. It's a very clean site. We've already won uh, awards for that. There are no pop-up ads or videos obscuring uh, uh, the, the content. I hope that continues forever, too. I'm knocking on my wood again here. Um, uh, but I'm going to do what I need to do to keep this thing going for as long as possible. Uh, we, we, we are changing all the time. We're willing uh, to adapt. Some things will work. Some things 
uh, won't. Uh, but uh, I want to cover this state as no one else ever has. There's rarely been, you've been a while, around a while, as I said, there's rarely been a statewide, truly statewide news organization. Yeah, sure, the, the, the Reno Gazette Journal has had a reporter based in Las Vegas occasionally. Sure, the RJ has, has a capital bureau, uh, although a shrinking one up in, in Carson City. They've never had a, re, a, a real Reno-based reporter. They've had someone who lives in Reno but doesn't cover Reno. Half my staff lives up in northern Nevada. Uh, I, we, we, we are trying to cover the whole state. Uh, we had a reporter who lived in Elko who was reporting from Elko. She just left. She's only the second reporter uh, to leave since we started. And, and I wish her well. She's a great young reporter uh, named Jasmine Orozco Rodriguez. She's phenomenal. She, she got a great job and uh, I wish her well. But uh, I want to cover the whole state. And I want to cover the whole state in depth. We've done a lot of stories in rural Nevada that I'm very proud of. Uh, we also have a multimedia editor, Joey Lovato, who has established a wonderful podcast. And we have a, a, a video editor uh, named Tim Lennard, who has done some great stuff. We're trying to do different kinds of things to show people how news can be presented in different ways and make it interesting and show them things that they just didn't know existed or didn't really understand. What about perception? For example, the RJ is known as a conservative paper. Do you get some people that feel the independent leans liberal versus conservative? I know that's a hard thing to stay in the middle, but do you get it from both sides? Sometimes they say you're not covering the story the way you should because you're too liberal or you're too conservative. Yeah, I mean, we, we hear both. I mean, generally because my reputation is uh, to have been left of center, that people base it on that. But I always say, just read the site. Read the site. If you see a bias there, tell us about it. We want to know about that. My reporters, uh, I don't even know what their uh, most of their um, biases are politically, but they try so hard to keep them out of stories. Uh, they want to be seen as down the middle, uh, sometimes despite the Twitter feed of the CEO. Uh, and and so I have I have no problem with it. Just as I'd say, just as I say about the RJ, there are reporters there who are not influenced by the ideology of the owners or, or the people who purport to be unbiased editors there who have clearly guided coverage in a certain direction. I couldn't guide coverage in a direction I wanted, even if I wanted to, Ira, because my reporters would just quit. They would on the spot. They're those kind of people. But I've never tried to do that. None of them would say that I ever uh, tried to do that because, because I haven't. The same is true of Elizabeth Thompson, uh, who was the editor. There was a real culture that we built. And I'm more proud of that than any of the journalism, which I'm very proud of. Well, we're collaborative. We're a team. People feel free to speak up. People feel free to tell the editor or the CEO when they're wrong. And I, I, I have encouraged that. And um, luckily, I'm not wrong very often. <laughs> well, that's a great way to leave it. My guest has been John Ralston. He's CEO of the Nevada Independent, a nonpartisan nonprofit news and opinion website founded in 2017. John is also publisher of the Ralston Report, which is featured on the Nevada Independent website. For everything about the Nevada Independent, go to thenevadaindependent.com, and you can follow them on Twitter at the NV Indy and on Facebook and Instagram at the Nevada Independent. And you can follow John on Twitter at Ralston Reports. John, thanks for being on the show. Enjoyed it, Ira. Same here. And join us every Thursday for a new schmear on Ira's Everything Bagel.